0: Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss matters important to condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institutes, Pennsylvania, and Delaware Valley Chapter. The topic for this episode is drones and how they can be effectively used in community association inspections, maintenance, and engineering work. My guest today is Miles Abrams with the Falcon Group. Miles is responsible for the safe and effective delivery of drone services at the Falcon Group. One of the first remote pilots licensed in the state of New Jersey, he has extensive prior professional experience in information systems and media production, is a volunteer firefighter in his local township, and active in the regional drone racing community. Welcome, Miles. Thank you. Before we start, I'd like to recognize the sponsor of this podcast episode, Ansel Grimm & Aaron, with offices located in Princeton, Ocean, and Woodland Park, New Jersey, Newtown, PA, and White Plains, New York. The law firm specializes in multiple practice areas, in commu- including community association law. Find out more at www.anselgrim.com. So, Miles, what is a drone, and what are the different kinds of drones that are out there?
1: Well, Tony, it depends on who you ask but most people mean a remotely piloted flying vehicle, usually four motors, a quadcopter configuration, that X thing that you would recognize. In fact, radio-controlled aircraft can come in many shapes and sizes, from fixed-wing home-built toys to six-figure helicopters suitable for crop dusting. Falcon uses the highest quality commercially available vehicles and sensors, modified to the extent necessary to accomplish certain missions, such as extreme close-ups of building facades.
0: So I imagine not anybody can just fly a drone, so who can fly a drone, and and how does uh, safety factor into that?
1: A modern drone has an amazing gadget built into it called the flight controller. So in fact, many people, most people can fly a modern drone. The flight controller does the hard work of keeping the drone right side up and holding its position in space, leaving the pilot free to worry about other things. The safety factor is a good question. The FAA requires that all commercial drone operators have a special license and that in much of the area in which Falcon operates, additional FAA approvals are also required owing to the concentration of conventional air traffic in the region.
0: Uh, Tell me about the equipment and the sensors that are used on drones and how they function.
1: Sure thing. Falcon uses visual and thermal sensors on a regular basis. Thermal sensors, i.e. thermometers, are incredibly good at finding problems with leaks in a building membrane, deficiencies in insulation, or water saturation in a roof. Once the data is collected, there are a number of different ways to use those images or video, such as analyzing them one at a time, stitching them together to create one big zoomable image, or even creating three-dimensional models of the subject. This can be done with either visual or thermal images.
0: Are there situations in your line of work when drones are not the best tool for the job?
1: One of the things that I like best about being a part of a team of problem solvers is that we can always deploy the best tool for the job. Much as I hate to admit it, sometimes that isn't a drone. For example, most ground-level work can be conducted without a drone. In addition, there are many places in in the area that are too close to an airport for drone work, at least not without that special approval that I mentioned before.
0: So why are engineering firms like Falcon starting to use drone services more often?
1: First and foremost, drones provide visibility to areas that are hard to access or otherwise difficult to document. In the building engineering space, using a drone allows us to minimize or even eliminate the need for scaffolding or a swing stage, which reduces costs and increases safety. In addition, the ability to maneuver the drone to any angle, any distance from the subject, makes it possible to collect the highest quality data. We're not limited to a ladder or to an outstretched hand. Also, drones capture more than just the visual information. They can collect latitude, longitude, altitude, and sometimes even the orientation of the camera. All of that can be used to create better reports and drive better decisions.
0: So we're, we're talking about the use of drones in a community association setting, a condominium, homeowner association, et cetera. Um, wh- what's an ideal use in that setting? Is there a case study that you can share with us?
1: Sure. So one of the things we've done recently is a well-known structure in Atlantic City, a pier, the only pier that extends well out into the, into the ocean, it goes a few hundred yards out. The client needed to know the condition of parts of the exterior of the building that could not be seen except from the water side. The drone made a complex inspection simple, and we were able to get much closer than a boat would have without putting anyone at risk.
0: So if this was uh, inspecting the underneath of the pier, um, how would you have gotten lighting under there?
1: We actually incorporate lighting from the video production world. We have small battery-operated lights that we attach to the drone and can shine a very, very intense beam wherever we need to. LEDs have really changed and made that possible.
0: Okay. That's good to know. What are some other uses for drones that are not specific to architecture and engineering that a community association may take advantage of?
1: Uh, The commercial side. Falcon has partnered with a video production company to create highly, highly polished promotional videos that will show a property or an association in the best possible light. And also keep watching this space because new applications are being thought up every day.
0: Miles earlier I asked you who can fly a drone and about safety are there uh, training and skills that are necessary before you can just take to the air?
1: So one of the we there are many ways to learn how to fly and one of the, the suggestions that I make to anyone is your first drone should be one that you can afford to lose because it's unlikely that you will become a competent pilot without a crash or two Uh, The Academy of Model Aeronautics is the recreational side of drones. I operate from the professional side, but it's a great place to learn how to fly better. You can join your local flying club and that is a terrific opportunity to build your flying skills and then go on to the more expensive drones with the expensive sensors.
0: You mentioned that you fly professionally. You're licensed, I assume, by yes. the FAA, I think is what you mentioned earlier.
1: Yes, I'm both a licensed remote pilot and I'm also a licensed uh, full-size pilot. I have a commercial, I have a private pilot's license as well.
0: Okay. One of the issues that we hear often in the media when it comes to drones is issues of privacy, you know, if you're flying a drone over someone's backyard or or, you know, down down the street over homes. What can you talk about that? Are there are there protections in place or, or limits that people should place on the use of drones, especially in a in a community association?
1: It's a great question. I think community associations should be especially concerned and especially aware of how privacy and drones uh, work together. Uh, the FAA controls the rules of aviation, so where a drone can fly and where it cannot fly. The airspace is under their control. Issues of privacy are, are delegated to the municipality, so your town, your state, your your local government would dictate what privacy rules are in place, and chances are very good that the privacy rules are already cover the kinds of things that an unauthorized drone would go about doing.
0: And I assume in in your contracts, Falcon, between Falcon and the, the community association or anybody who may use your drone services, is there a clause that addresses that
1: we strongly recommend that the property management give advance notification to the residents prior to a flight okay and i have personal experience where that notification was not given and uh, i would prefer not to fly under those situations again yeah
0: that's understandable Mm -hmm. let's talk a minute about liability um you know let's say the drone crashes into somebody's home or breaks a window i mean there are probably situations like that happen from time to time uh, who's responsible? You know, in that in a situation like that.
1: Uh, it depends, I guess, on the actual event. I would leave it to you know the investigating body to determine actual cause. But in terms of coverage, um, any drone operator can. Uh, get liability insurance. One of the more interesting things that's come out of this dr- of the drone industry is insurance by the hour. You can go look it up. I won't mention any of the brand names in this podcast, but a quick search for hourly drone insurance will yield a number of of companies where you download their application, and when you fly your drone, you say "Cover me," and you are covered up to the level of liability that you have specified. It, it's a marvelous, you know. Uh, improvement uh, for people that don't fly all the time.
0: Well, it's certainly an interesting industry. It's a a whole new industry that has popped up um, surrounding drones. So where is the drone industry headed in the future?
1: at a macro level, uh, I think the industry is going to consolidate over the next few years. Uh, there are a lot of operators these days, more more operators than there is work, and uh, many of the small operators will find work too scarce to make a living. And the larger entities, such as Falcon, will figure out what the best niche is for our skills and interests. Focus on that, and we will grow. Lidar, uh, which is an acronym for light detection and ranging, will likely become the next primary sensor for drone operators, uh, and that's because it's able to take measurements of the space that it is assessing. Uh, easily capable of making a hundred thousand measurements per second, lidar is going to enable the assessment of pretty much anything within range of
0: the sensor. So, change is coming in the industry. It uh, sounds like it's maturing, like any industry does. That's
1: exactly what's happening.
0: Well, Miles, that's about all that we have time for today. I want to thank you for joining me um, and answering these questions about this exciting new topic that we're hearing so much about these days, uh, especially as it relates to community associations. For those of you who may wish to speak with Miles or Falcon Engineering, you can visit their website at www.thefalcongroup.us. I also want to recognize our sponsor one more time, the law firm of Ansel, Grimm, and Aaron with offices offices in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. For more resources on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowner association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thank you for listening.